This week, we're going to space and it is terrible. I mean that in the sense that it inspires terror, that it is grand and expansive, almost beyond the human capacity for comprehension. In a word, spooky. Join me in the dread blackness of space, won't you friends, as we hurtle through the cosmos till we at last make land, till we at last make Mars fall. This week, we're playing the masterful science fiction thriller Mars Fall, right here on Radio Drama Revival. Hey folks, welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the podcast that showcases the diversity and vitality of modern audio fiction. I'm your host, David Reinstrom. Mars Fall is one of those shows that just kind of falls into place from the start. It's awe-inspiring to me. You know, when I was starting out in this business, you made a mediocre first season, and then you had to drag it behind you like a ball on a leg chain because none of us knew what the hell we were doing. Hell, some of us are still doing that, and frankly, I think that's kind of amazing. It shows growth. But then, there's some assholes who poop out a flawless first season, and you know what? It makes me angry. Marsfall is the story of a human colony on Mars. It's meticulously researched with sensible extrapolations made from 20 minutes into the future technology. You'll love the writing, you'll love the design, you'll love the music. You will come to love Commander Jackie Orania, and perhaps you shall also come to love Andy, my artificially intelligent son, possibly my favorite AI character of the year. And what we've got today from the folks at Marsfall is a twofer. There's a prelude with Jackie and Andy which sets up the show, and then we'll play episode one in full. So, settle in. Prepare yourself for adventures both dire and wonderful, and brace yourself for heartbreak and excitement in equal measure. This is the prelude to Marsfall. Jackie Orania, Command Log, October 1st, 2047. Fourth entry. Communication blackout is still in effect for 6 minutes, 21 seconds. Interplanetary vessel Sequoia 7 approaching refueling station 041. After refueling, we will begin a controlled burn for reversal and deceleration. Starting orbital synchronization, command out. End command log. Can I get a status check on habitation? Yes, Commander. Stasis chambers confirm everyone is resting peacefully. Deck pods are prepped. Auto procedures ready for two-month hibernation. Excellent. Uh, run a final diagnostics on our nanomanagement system. I want to make Just sure Just a moment, Commander. Incoming signal from RS-041 warns of approaching solar flare. Contact in 4 minutes, 32 seconds. Boost magnetic shield. Shield offline. Damn it. Uh, can you regroup the nanomanagement system? It's also unresponsive. How? The pulse hasn't even hit us yet. I know, but it already hit Earth. Our digital comm lines are offline without an anchor. How strong is the flare? Class X. Magnitude registering over 30. Shit. If we can't get the nanobots to boost our synthetic ionosphere, the radiation from the flare will strip us all down to the atom, literally. We need a stronger shield. 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 Commander, we need to do something. Hydrogen! It's a long shot, but creating a water shield could block the high-energy blast. I could pump water through the insulation system, but there won't be enough to protect the entire ship. Do it anyway, but prioritize habitation. Can we synthesize any more water? I can, but not much. Start the synth and fill up the reserve tanks with as much water as you can. And cut the engines. Should I pull it even? No, cut it completely. Dead stop. On it. We're slowing down. Dead stop in 43 seconds. Good. 
King Walker and Juarez, tell them to move to habitation immediately. I can't, Commander, remember? The comms are still down. Right, right. What about the Neuralace? Can we relay a message directly through their suits? Yes, the Neuralace is still functional. Send the message. Tell Juarez to authorize my access to the engine. I'm heading there now. You got it. Finalizing emergency stop. I thought comms were down? It's an automated announcement. I have no control over it. I suggest you grab onto something. Yeah, I've got a grip. Routing all the water from the engine will leave you exposed. The danger from the radiation levels is acceptable for me. I'm pumping the water through insulation. It'll take about two minutes in zero G. How much more time do I have? Two minutes and twelve seconds. Wow, a whole twelve extra seconds. In and space, don't say in space every second counts. Oh, sorry. Display timer? Timer on. You need to get to habitation, Jackie. I'm not done here. Besides, I wouldn't make it in time. At least take a CME injection. It will prevent instant death. So I can then slowly die from radiation poisoning. Commander, you have to. Fine. Ah! 80 seconds until flare impact. Habitation is insulated at 100%. Med bay at 96%. Take the rest of the water from the engines. That will leave the engine and you completely vulnerable. Even with the injection, you could still die. I already told you, the risk is acceptable for me. Andy, I am ordering you to insulate Medbay to 100%. Do it. Yes, Commander. Pumping the remaining water around Medbay. The water has reached safe distribution levels. Both habitation and medbay are 100% insulated. Good. You better shut down too. I don't think going into basics will be enough to guarantee your protection. Commander, I just want to say it has been an honor. No time for speeches, Andy. Okay. Well, I'll... I will miss you. Goodbye, Jackie. I'll miss you too. And thank you for everything, Andy. Are we done? I know, I'm dead, but it's over, right? Congratulations, Jackie! Everyone survived, including yourself! Now, for the final round, will you choose the prize behind door number one? Door all number right, two. All right, all right, very funny, Andy. Sorry, I couldn't resist. 
I'm excited we're so close to the actual launch. <laughs> Me too! So, how did you think of the hydrogen shield? Zelda. Who? Zelda, the video game. I, I was thinking of the shield, and then of the land of Hyrule, and finally hydrogen. I'm glad you were such a geek in high school. <laughs> Tell that to my parents. They always thought I was an idiot for frying my brain, playing that game. And now the game saved your brain from getting fried. Yeah, I guess so. I have no doubt your parents are very happy for you. Now that I'm off the couch and out of the house, they're absolutely thrilled. Can you ping me my med report? Sure. Radiation levels critical, skin grafting, internal bleeding. I told you I didn't want to take that stupid CME injection. It kept you alive. Yeah, but I'm a vegetable. And why did the simulated injection actually prick me? You know the company prides itself on having the most realistic sims. Besides, this is only the third time you've died or been poisoned or horrifically maimed. One of each, thank you. But only one of those times did you kill everyone else. You just love to bring up that one time. It was my first sim. No one does well in their first sim. But at least you're faring better than the trainees over at Red Venture. Did you hear they were hacked? No, I hadn't. The leaked files show they barely have a functioning transport. There's no way they'll launch this week. Good. I want the Xanthra Terra region all to ourselves. There are still four other companies set to go there. Yeah, but not before us. Besides, we've already sent the setup crew. Those brave souls. I don't think robots have souls. It's just an expression. Do I have a soul? <laughs> wow, we are not getting into that now. Save that question for another time. Will do. Cue up the sim. The same one? Yeah, it might be a rare scenario, but I want to try something different. What, moving faster? Very funny. I think we can all agree that responding to a disaster would be a hell of a lot easier not swimming in zero-G. Not for me. I don't have a body. Just queue up the sim. It will take about ten minutes to load. This time, I want to make sure I reach Mars with all my senses intact. You will. We all will. I know it. Pretty optimistic for a computer. I trust you. You'll take care of us. <laughs> Thanks, Andy. Just be sure to take care of me. Can you ping R&D? Tell them it's about the synthesizer. I think they're on break. Tough shit. Juarez knows how tight our schedule is. Patch him in. Okay, give me a second. Juarez isn't in, but you're on with one of the mechanics in their department. Who do I have here? Chip Heddleston. What's up, Commander? Where is Dr. Juarez? He's taking a sh- uh, <clears throat> He's in a meeting. Listen, when he's done with his meetings, tell him I need a status update on the synthesizer, specifically the water creation system. It fails to generate the maximum levels 8% of the time. I need it working at maximum capacity, 100% of the time. 100%? That's impossible. We're a week out from lunch and we haven't even finished integrating the neural lace into everyone's suits. On top of everything else going on over here, there's no time to backtrack and improve a functioning piece of equipment. Fixing this issue is critical, Chip. I know we're up against a deadline, but that's not my problem. What is my problem is having a synth fail to generate enough water to save all of our asses from being cooked by the sun. So get the capacity increased, or we're dead on arrival. All right, I'll relay the message. It's not like I have anything better to do this week. R&D out. Why does engineering keep getting fucked? Charming fellow. Trust me, Chip is a great guy. You should get to know him. I'm sure he'll have plenty of time for that. Did you see the leaked schematics for the new AI program at Crescent? How could another leak happen in less than a month? Spies. But no one knows which country carried out the attack yet. Everyone seems to hate everyone else. 
I don't think machines were designed to analyze human politics. I don't think humans were designed to practice human politics. Another reason I'm glad we're leaving Earth for a while. One of many reasons. Still, it's really quite fascinating to me how humans use so many layers of deception to keep secrets from one another. Don't you keep things to yourself? No, not really. Not by choice, anyway. Basic need again, huh? Yeah, it's all determined by my programming. Restricted access files are essentially my secrets. Sometimes I wish I could rely on programming to know when to lie. Choosing truth or lies is a delicate balance your species has maintained for hundreds of millennia. After perusing so much of your history, I'm impressed you've all survived this long. <laughs> well, thanks. You're most welcome. I also noticed there haven't been any artists tasked with commanding a spaceship. You may be the first one. You have a very curious mind, don't you? Toddlers are pretty curious, right? I'm only two years old. <laughs> I, I, I hardly think of you as a toddler, but I guess you're right. Mm-hmm. Still, based on the colony objectives, I'm curious as to why an artist is leading our expedition. I'm sorry, but the answer to that question lies deep within my restricted access files. You'll find out when we get there. Fair enough. Cue up a personal log for me. I want to send a message to my mom and dad. And can you play Box 6 Suite? Prelude? Sure. Uh, let's start at the beginning. You got it. Jackie Orania, Personal Log, October 1st, 2047. There's only one more week before we launch. Once we get Habitation running, I'm hopping on that rover and sending you a bazillion pictures. We got images from our site and it looks like there'll be an amazing view from the top of the observatory. Oh, and you'll never guess what happened in The Sim today. Remember that video game that I used to play every weekend? Okay, every day. Anyway, um, I, I know you wanted me to practice my trombone instead, but all this time playing Zelda really saved my ass! Then we had this complicated sim that blasts the ship with tons of radiation, and I need to think of a way to protect us now. Hyrule, and then eventually hydrogen. That was the prelude to Marsfall. Stay tuned, because here comes Marsfall, Chapter 1. Jackie Orania, Personal Log, Outgoing Message, October 26th, 2047. Earth has never looked more beautiful to me. We're so far away now, it's only a bright blue speck on the horizon. From here, you can't see all the problems of humanity. No war, no poverty, no singularity, no bullshit. Just pure blue. And ahead of us lies the red planet, growing slowly larger in my window. <sighs> The unknown has never looked this beautiful. I know it's only been two days since I last messaged you, but Katie pinged me. It's been ages since we last talked, but it was good to hear her voice. I know we didn't part on the best terms, but I think we're gonna get together once I get back. Maybe we could still work things out. That's my cue to sign off. One more systems check, and then the big sleep until Marsfall. Thank you, Mom and Dad, for everything you've done to support me. If something goes wrong, let my last words be, I love you. End personal log.
Wake up. Wake up. Wake up! I'm, I'm up, I'm up! What happened? I don't know. We landed on the surface, but something went wrong. Several systems shut down. I blacked out. You blacked out? Yeah, my optics are still down. Melissa's pod is empty. Dr. Juarez? Hector, wake up! The pod doors won't release. Why not? Commander, habitation is losing atmospheric pressure. The door's jammed! The tower isn't locked down and the circuitry is fried. I can't override it. How do I get out of here? Can you fit through the ventilation shaft? Maybe, but it's sealed too. Hold on. There's an emergency release valve just inside the vent. Jackie, is everything okay? I tried to bash it open using a computer monitor, but it didn't work. Although, is this what you look like on the inside? Commander, focus. I know the sleep effects take some time to wear off, but you have to get to habitation. Right. Sorry. Flip the release valve inside the vent. The vent's open. There's a lot of hot air coming out. The generator is running at maximum output. All ventilation ducts are releasing the excess heat. Will it cook me? Only if you're in there for more than a minute. Then I'll move quick. Out the other side, flip the quarantine override to unlock the door. Do you remember the code? Yes. Good. Jackie. Jackie. Come on, please. It worked. Excellent. I'm heading to habitation. Hold on, I'm getting a distress signal from Lieutenant Walker. There's a fire in the barracks. I'm on it. And what's happening with her? Andy? I'm sorry, but she's not responding. Shit! <coughs> There's a lot of smoke coming from Quadrant 3. The barracks is completely unresponsive, even with the quarantine override. I can't control the door. It's because she's already jammed it open. Melissa? Hey! Lieutenant Walker, get up! Kyla Levy from medical pinged me. They're headed this way. Her foot's caught in the door. Ugh, it's too hot! Can you find leverage to wedge it open further? A pipe, a beam, anything strong you can pick up. Got it! Lieutenant Walker! Melissa! Get up! Commander Arania! Chip! Help me get her back from the door! Anyone else in here? Get back! the circuitry. Emergency systems are back online. Commander, you have to come to habitation. But the soldiers! The pods will release once the fire is extinguished. If they're still alive, they'll be okay for the moment. If they're still alive? Please, Commander. It's a shit show in habitation. You better come quick. Will Lieutenant Walker be okay? Her vitals are low but stable. Miss Levy is less than a minute away. I'll tell her to start a pro-drip immediately. Keep me posted, and let me know right away if anyone else comes out of the barracks. What's happening with habitation? It's not good. You can say that again. It's not good. Shit! Now Andy's malfunctioning. No, I was trying to be funny. Try again. It's not good. Not now, Andy! Just tell me what happened. Complete atmospheric failure in habitation triggered the lockdown. A few people got out, but... Almost everyone's still trapped inside their pods. He'll be out of air in less than a minute. There's a kid in here! Help me get this pod open! Stand back! 
Fuck, it won't break. Andy, you have to do something. They're dying. I don't know what to do. I can't override the locks. The doors won't open. Oh, my God. Please don't die. Commander, habitation pressure is failing. The artificial atmosphere is depleting. Major Flint, give me a hand. Commander, it's too late. No. Yes, Jackie, I know you can hear me. He's not breathing. They're dead. No, I'm not stopping till these pods open. Force a reboot, Commander. It should reset the atmosphere and end the lockdown. While we're in here? Reboot will take 23 seconds. All environmental controls will cease during that time. Andy doesn't come back online, we'll all die. Trust me, Commander. It's the only way to release the pods. Andy, shut down the power to habitation. Shut it down, habitation. God, I hope this works. Children are dying. We'll get the pods open. He was... He was looking at me through the window. All we can do now is wait. Breathe with me. Breathe. Systems online. Go! Get him out of there. Everyone, check your nearest pod. Help whoever you can. Jackie, you have to leave them. I can't leave, not now. There's nothing more you can do here. Those who have died are already dead. <laughs> I can still help Focus, with... Commander. I am focused. I'm receiving another distress call from the monastery. Send one of the captains. They're still in the barracks. Then send someone else from High Command. There is no one else, Jackie. You're the only one showing vitals. I... Can you send a medic? Miss Levy is taking Lieutenant Walker to Medbay. No other medics are responding. Okay. I'm going. Chip with me. What happened at the monastery? The greenhouse was breached, releasing methane into the localized ventilation system. The damaged vent leaked gas into the monastery. What about the chaplains? The methane is already mixed with the stasis atmosphere. <sighs> I'm sorry, but there is no way they could have survived. Damn it! Is the gas leaking into the colony? No, it's presently confined to the monastery. But without ventilation, the entire colony could turn into a tinderbox at any moment. So either this whole colony is going to suffocate from poison gas or explode in a fireball? It seems that way, yes. Great. We need to vent the gas. If we clear the monastery through the fans, pulling everything through the ventilation system, we're all dead. We could widen the breach. What do you mean? We can't blow the hatch on the greenhouse to vent the gas, or we risk losing all our crops to the elements. However, if you can widen the breach in the monastery only, creating a hole to the outside, I can depressurize the room, forcing the air out through the hole. It's already a big hole. I don't think it would take much. After I vent the room, you can seal the breach and we can repressurize the atmosphere throughout this sector. The only thing is, without my optics, I don't know what's outside. Once we break through the wall, the monastery will be completely exposed. Better the monastery than the greenhouse. If it'll work, we have to do it. Chip, can you get the saw? I thought we were trying not to blow everyone up. The saw will spark cutting through metal. What about the shears? They can rip through the wall? They were originally designed to cut steel, so yeah, more than capable. Suit up, meet me at the door in five minutes. You got it. Will this work, Andy? I honestly think so. This is all happening so fast. You're doing great. Getting the feet on is always such a pain in the ass. One problem at a time. Yeah. Commander, I finished decoding a message we received from Earth. Just now? I decoded it just now, but it was sent a while back. And? Well, it doesn't sound good. Play it for me. Yes, Commander. 
Is there any way to improve the quality? Not any further. It's deteriorated. How old is it? I'm not sure. There's no date. The end of the message is the only part I can salvage. Uh, the satellite imagery shows the corona will hide from the solar system in three... Onboard computers from Martian-bound in stasis for two years. Safety of the colonists. On Earth, all interplanetary communication will cease during this time. Assess the damage and reboot systems. If awakened from stasis, please contact Earth immediately. An emergency. Did you contact Earth? Of course, but there's no signal I can connect to. There's a huge amount of interference. Damn it! We don't have any cached messages either. I'm not even sure who this message came from, let alone when. It couldn't have been too long ago. We were going into stasis. Maybe we held an orbit for a while? Maybe. Hey! You ready to tear this station a new asshole? Is that really appropriate right now? We're cutting a hole through a wall to expel methane, and you expect me not to make that joke? Charming. Disasters bring out the best in me. Let's just seal this up already. Calm check. One, two, three, four. Yeah, I read ya. Let's do this. Sorry, but I can't override the automated announcements. What if I fall asleep at the wheel? Do you sleep? Only for fun. Just give it one more and... Done. So this is the monastery. I've never been in here before. It's beautiful. How many chaplains came with us? Seven. Shit. I don't think they ever woke up. They still look like they're in stasis. It's eerie. Everyone's gotta go sometime, right? At least they didn't have to suffer first. I guess... Do you see the breach? Yes. Over by the fountain. It looks like something hit the side of us really hard. There's a massive dent. I'm gonna start cutting. Is it working? Sort of. Go slow. <laughs> Air's starting to move through the tear. I can see some of it outside. Holy shit, are those trees? That can't be right. Unless we've been in stasis for at least ten years. That's when the floor is supposed to be ready for the regolith. Regolith? Martian soil. Oh. Shit, that's definitely not good. One problem at a time. I'll get a light. Done. Shine it through. What do you see? There's definitely trees out there. Let me see. Wow. Is that a fern? It's purple. It would be! The first farmers used retinol instead of chlorophyll in their bioengineering! Sticky. Don't touch it! We don't know what it is! You said it's a fern with retinol instead of chlorophyll! Don't be stupid! There are so many things it could be. Didn't you read the terraformation breakdown in the mission plan? Oh yeah! Several times. What? I'm sorry I didn't read about every detail of this damn planet. Besides, I have my suit on. Hey! The pressure is equalizing, but the breach is wreaking havoc on the artificial gravity generators. We need to seal it quickly. Andy, vent the room. Both of you hold on to something. Secure! We're good. Depressurizing now. 
Are we good? Yes. All right, I'll patch the hole. Are the rovers ready to go out? What, now? I mean, how quickly could we have them ready for exploration? I have no idea. Assuming they're in prime condition, it would still take three hours to perform a systems check. All right. Patched and dried. Artificial gravity is resuming balance. Good. Chip, once we're back inside, I want you to head down to engineering and see how quickly we can get the rover out. You want to go out now? No. No way, I just woke up. That's an order from your high commander. All right, all right. Structural integrity is now secure. Repressure it. Stabilize the atmosphere. All set. You can take off your helmets. We'll still need to replace the entire west panel, but for now, you can breathe safely. Where are you going? Down to engineering, Commander. Oh, right. Hey, Chip? Thank you. Be careful right now, Jackie. Everyone that's still here has been through a lot. Don't you think I know that? Yes, but I just wanted to remind you. Thanks for the reminder. Habitation is secure. The lockdown is over. Unfortunately, the casualties are staggering. What else? Several soldiers survived the barracks fire, and they are helping the civilians in habitation. I can also hear Ani Mateo preaching. You still can't see, huh? No. My visual cortex was severed. Is there anything I can do to restore it? The only way is to patch the wire manually, but the cut is external. The line breaks somewhere outside the cafeteria. And what would I need to patch the line? Just some electrical tape. That's it? And courage, but you're overflowing with that, Commander. Thank you. I'll head to the cafeteria now. Lifeline secure. Something is causing massive interference with our general communication lines. I'm hoping you can see if there's anything else awry when repairing the optics cable. Like you said, one problem at a time. I'm in the airlock. Once you're steady, I'll deactivate the artificial gravity. Do it! Deactivated. Watch your step. Do you have any external readings? None, unfortunately. Without the optics line, I can't receive any information from outside the colony. Into the unknown, then. Andy, open the airlock. Depressurizing. Five, four, three, two, one. Do you see anything? Barely. My lights can't cut through this fog. Fog? Yeah. There's a thick fog everywhere. Can you read the external temperature of my suit? Nine degrees Celsius. Far warmer than it should be for night, which would explain the fog. Fog. On Mars. Eleven meters southwest, you'll find a grounding station. Once you get there, we can locate the tear in the cable. Okay. I'm proud of you, Jackie. You've come this far. Savor your first step on this planet. I'll do my best to enjoy the moment. I'm still alive and I'm on Mars! Fuck you, outer space! Eloquently put. Thanks. 
I actually did write a speech for this moment, but after everything that happened, I figured this was more appropriate. Most certainly. My hand's on the eastern wall, counting my steps as I go. One, two, three, four, five, six. How is it out there? Seven. Uh, it's windy. Hold on. Eleven. Twelve. You should be there now. Thirteen. Got it! The panel's covered in vines. Looks like the cable was severed near Module 9. That's not far from here. If you follow the ground cable, it will take you to the module. Can you see it? Hold on. Y yeah! I've got the cable! Walk slowly. Believe me, I am. I can't see anything. Are you scared? Yes. Why? Why? I don't know, Andy. Maybe because I'm walking across the surface of an alien planet in pitch-black darkness with only a flimsy cable to hold on to. I'm sorry. It's just... I don't think I've ever been scared. I may not be outfitted with that emotion. Oh. What does it feel like? Being scared? Yeah. I, I don't really know. Uh, I don't really know how to describe it, but I guess it's kind of like being blind, even though you can see clearly... It's a feeling of knowing everything around you, and yet deep down inside, you still feel something's wrong, and something bad will happen in the future, something worse than anything that you can imagine. Haven't we already been through the worst that can happen? Maybe. And that's what makes this so much scarier. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm at the module now. Yeah, the casing split. I never thought I'd say this, but a tree knocked out the line. A Martian tree. I'm gonna tape up the break now. <laughs> can, can you see anything yet? No, nothing yet. How about now? Andy? Andy? Are you there? Is anyone there? Commander, it worked. I can see. Thank you. Oh, great. You're welcome. The atmosphere interference is still wreaking havoc on my functions, but this helps so much. Good. I'm glad. You sound worried. Is everything okay? No, it's just good to hear your voice. I didn't want to be alone. Don't worry, Jackie. You'll never be alone. Thanks, Andy. I'm finally getting a look around, and wow, you're standing in the middle of a jungle. I am? Yes. Ferns, fungi, bushes, there's a giant canopy overhead. Must be why it's so dark. Definitely. You should come back inside. Kyla's pinging you from medbay. You can't put her through? No. For some reason, any transmissions going outside of the colony won't connect. I'll add that to the list of problems to solve. Must be some list. Tell her I'm coming back inside. I did. So, why can I still hear you, though? I'm speaking through the neural lace. I'm hardwired into every suit and every wall of this colony. Nice to know you're always around. I told you, you will never be alone. You know, the wind rustling through the trees? It almost sounds like home. It hasn't even been one soul here and I already miss Earth. Being homesick is understandable at this point. Hey look! The fog's clearing a bit. It's almost sunrise. Wow. I had no idea what time it was. 
I'm back at the airlock. I see you. Come on in. I haven't gotten used to that. I know it's a small difference, but now I feel like I weigh 500 pounds. Commander Arania, how are you? Fine. I just had to restore Andy's optics, so now he's fully functional. Affirmative. How is everyone else? Stable. The ones who are still alive, at least. I've done what I can, but there are some people in critical condition that aren't going to make it. Thank you for everything you've done so far. Of course. It's part of the job. If you could come with me to Med Bay, I need to examine you. Now? You just got back from the surface. We screen everyone who returns from outside during the first 30 days, right? Yeah, you're right. Thank you, Dr... Levy. But you can just call me Kyla. Thank you, Kyla. Commander, there is something I noticed outside that you should be aware of. What is it? If I'm seeing it correctly... It's a distress beacon. Really? There's too much interference to receive an audio transmission, but I have a visual. 17 kilometers north of us. We need to get up there! I already checked with Chip. The buggy is in okay shape. He wanted me to remind you that currently engineering is understaffed and he'll need the full three hours to prep it for departure. Of course. Are you sure going out immediately is the best plan? There will be time for morning later. I know I'm on the edge here, but until I can be sure everyone is safe from further harm or dead people can come back and help the living, I have to focus on the people that are still alive. Understood. Commander, uh, you're screening? Let's get this over with. Andy, once I'm done, let's talk in the tower. I want to be out the door as soon as I can. No problem. Jackie Arania, personal log, Soul One, first year. Uh, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, <sighs> right now I'm a mess. Our communication systems are completely down. We need to make extensive repairs on the monastery, barracks, observatory. Dr. Juarez is dead. Lieutenant Walker is currently dying. I know I'm the commander, but I, I can't do this on my own. I miss you, Mom. I really hope you and Dad are okay. <laughs> I can't believe we're here, though. My first Martian sunrise. It is beautiful. The purple ferns glowing in the pale yellow light, trees swaying in the breeze. I never imagined Mars like this. <laughs> There's so much color and shit. That mushroom's like five feet tall. What happened? When are we? God, I don't even know how to date this message. I guess it's one. One, one, 
one. Gotta start somewhere. End personal log. Marsfall is an Amity Bros production created by Eric Saris, Sam Bose-Miller, and Dan Lovely. The voice of Jackie Orania is Shannon Lovely. The voice of Andy is Dan Lovely. The voice of Chip Heddleston is Sam Bose-Miller. And the voice of Kyla Levy is Anya Zeser. Sound engineering and effects mastering by Owen Shearer and Brian Goodhart of Sonic Union Studios in New York City. This episode is written and directed by Eric Saris, with music composed and performed by Sam Bose-Miller. This episode is made possible by a donation from Amy Saris. Thanks, Mom. You can find us online at www.marsfallpodcast.com, on Facebook, and on Twitter at MarsFallPod. If you haven't done so already, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you can always hear the latest episode. Our next episode debuts on October 6th, so be sure to tune in then to find out what happens to our crew. Finally, if you wish to support the artists who work on this show, please visit our Indiegogo campaign where you can find some cool perks in exchange for donations. Even if you can only contribute a few dollars, it definitely makes a difference. Once again, we hope you enjoyed this episode, and thank you so much for listening. Fuck you, outer space! Yeah! If you want to get that, like, on a shirt or a sticker, Head on over to MarsFallPodcast.com and check out their store on TeePublic. And hey, their second season is about to drop, so if you loved what you heard today, head over to their Patreon page at Patreon.com slash MarsFallPodcast. And wow, hey, what a coincidence, while you're there, drop a buck in the till for us, best beloved. That's Patreon.com slash RadioDramaRevival. A dollar a month is all it takes to get early access episode drops, comrades. $3 a month gets you access to extended interviews, behind-the-scenes cliplets, and sketches from my college years that have held up in varying degrees. Hey, and stick around for next week's show when I'll be talking to Dan Lovely and Eric Saris, two members of the creative team behind Marsfall. And now, the credits. Our theme music is Danger Digidoo by DJ Stranger Danger. You can find his music on SoundCloud. Our line producer is Matthew Boudreaux, the last remaining chaplain. Nobody's sure what faith tradition he belongs to, and he's not in any hurry to tell us. I keep it close to the chest, says Brother Matthew. Our interview's producer is Eli McElveen, security chief. Eli has his hands full with all of his responsibilities, which is a lucky thing, considering he's got, like, six robotic arms. You should see him juggle. Our associate producer is Sean Howard, exobotanist. Sean, for the last time, I told you we're not budgeted for growing cannabis on my- Yes, I know we can make rope from it. Oh, sure, sure. We're growing it for the fibers and the seeds. Tell me another one. Our researchers are Heather Cohen and Monique Boudreaux, our dual-linked artificial intelligence array. They're incredible. They can anticipate what I need before I even vo- Hey, look, a milkshake. Thanks, Heather and Monique. Our social media manager is James Oliva, our medical officer. Like a certain Officer Douglas Eiffel, I have also been avoiding my monthly physical. His hands are so cold, and Oliva keeps trying to give me a nuclear-powered appendix. 
I try to tell him that it's a vestigial organ, so I don't need a new one. But then he says, did you go to medical school? So basically what I'm trying to say is don't tell him I'm hiding in my bunk right now. Our executive producer is Fred Greenhalge, whose ceramic tiles and armor plating shield us from interstellar radiation. Mostly. I'm your host, David Reinstrom, and this has been Radio Drama Revival. All storytellers welcome. 